my name is Jonathan Seyfried, and welcome to A Socialist Reads Atlas Shrugged. This is a podcast that answers the question, why would a socialist want to read Atlas Shrugged? And what is there to gain from such an endeavor? A lot of people think that Ayn Rand is a thing of the past, that all of her works are out of the public discourse, not really affecting any debate right now, and that there's just a few quirky, weird people like Paul Ryan, former vice presidential candidate and actual uh, Speaker of the House, who love... Ayn Rand and live, or attempt to live, by her ideals. But I would say that Ayn Rand, and especially Atlas Shrugged, constitute something of an ur-text, the piece that forms the basis for a lot of the surface-level ideas that you hear from libertarians and also mainstream right-wing people in the public discourse. And that if you understand the ideas of Atlas Shrugged especially, but also a lot of other Ayn Rand ideas, you'll have a real window into why the people that you're disagreeing with, if you're coming at it from the left point of view, as I do, why the people that you're disagreeing with are having the disagreement. That there's a lot of ways of looking at the world, formations of a particular worldview that you just don't really get to if you're having a discussion on the surface level issue of the day, such as the role of government in the economy when it comes to addressing crises, when it comes to social welfare spending, any of that stuff. You'll be having a conversation with someone who's from the quote-unquote, other side, and you just won't be making any headway because there's certain formative aspects of their worldview that you're just not really understanding. And that's why I think it's important for people on the left to read and think about Atlas Shrugged. Now, you're going to hear a lot of people on the left saying that it's a waste of time and that it's bad writing and that there's no point in getting into it because all of the premises of Ayn Rand's philosophy are false and demonstrably false. You're going to hear a lot of that and my response to it, which I'll be drawing out throughout the course of this podcast, is that Well, it's all well and good for at an academic level, at a highly intellectual level, to be able to disprove or pretty much dismantle the core tenets of Ayn Rand's philosophy. But that doesn't really get you anywhere when you're trying to understand where the other side is coming from at the more public and polemic level 
of debate. The kind of thing that's going to come up at the proverbial Thanksgiving table when that uncle starts talking about their political theories and making everybody at the table uncomfortable if you're in a family that's mostly dominated by left-wing people. So, in a sense, the audience for this podcast is fellow socialists, leftists who have wondered just why Atlas Shrugged is so compelling. Maybe they've read it and they didn't like it and they just can't figure out why people like it. Maybe they've never read it because they've been told that it's not worth spending time reading. Maybe it's just kind of like, ah, they've heard Ayn Rand's ideas, especially about women and all of the convolutions connected to feminism, and they're just not wanting to support that whole movement when it comes to thinking about Ayn Rand and everything that she stood for. It's just repulsive to them, and there's just kind of like this don't go there message that they've received over the years when chit-chatting with people about this very impactful writer. And I guess we'll have to question whether even to use the term philosopher, because that's contentious in and of itself when talking about Ayn Rand. So really, the whole purpose of this podcast is to help to under, help fellow socialists, fellow left-wingers, to better understand that worldview formation that comes when someone really buys in to the ideas of Atlas Shrugged. But also... Also, more importantly, is to be generous to the other side. One of my core beliefs that I used to talk about with my students quite a lot is that it's really incumbent on everybody, everyone, to do their best to imagine the best in those that they disagree with. Not to empathize with... Nazis or anything, but to take some time and think about those who are good-hearted, caring people that if you didn't talk to them about politics at all, you'd like them. You'd support them as a person. And yet, when you do talk about politics, everything falls apart really quickly, and it's so tempting to just put them into a box of hopeless enemy. Get out of that is my message. And I want to practice what I preach by really delving into the best that is presented in this piece of writing called Atlas Shrugged to think it through and to model what it's like to try to check one's own cognitive biases and have a conversation on the ground that is equitable. The ground is equitable for those on each side of the debate. So that's the general mission of this podcast. I hope it's interesting to you and that you stick around with me. Speaking of me, let me introduce myself just a little bit. I don't want to go into this all too much because I'm trying to keep this episode at 20 minutes or less. So I'll give you a little bit more information about me as we go on. But the basics are 
My name is Jonathan Seyfried. I'm coming to you from Albuquerque, New Mexico. And for many years, I was a high school history teacher. So if you get a sense of me talking in front of a class and hearing all kinds of responses from students and getting excited about all that, well, that's definitely the best of teaching that I love and miss very, very much. If there's any of my former students out there listening to this, gosh, drop me a line, send me a message, let me know you're doing that. And also... This is a chance for me to give you some information and to take you through an intellectual journey that I would have loved to do when I was your teacher. But basically, there wasn't really enough time in the curriculum. I was an AP teacher, and so there's tremendous pressure on those AP teachers to be able to get through a lot of content and skills. And so there was never really all that much time for me to delve in as deeply as I wanted to into the ideas of Ayn Rand and to take my students through a process of questioning what people see in this work, because a lot of my students were from a left-wing background and would immediately have kind of like a sort of you know, vampire coming reaction, you know, putting up, you know, the the fingers and, you know, where's my garlic, you know, as soon as they heard Ayn Rand, but really being able to celebrate some of the ideas available in Atlas Shrugged is something that I wanted to be able to take my students through and never really got to because of the nature of the pressure that I was under as a teacher. So this is kind of like Another mission of this podcast to be able to provide to a general audience, and gosh, maybe maybe some of my students are out there, something that I would not have had the chance to do given the constraints of the teaching profession and my particular role within it for many, many years. So that's a little bit about me. I'll give you a little bit more info as we go forward, but in the show notes, you'll get some links to my website where you can find out a little bit more about where I'm coming from, and that is hopefully the beginning of some conversation where some of you will message me, and maybe I'll have you on the show to interview you. I would love to do some interviews with people who come to Atlas Shrugged from a different perspective and background than my own, and I hope that becomes something of a regular feature going forward. All right, let's begin. So... I have the, goodness gracious, old, old paperback copy of Atlas Shrugged. From the best that I can tell, I think that this was produced, manufactured, this copy was manufactured in something like the 1970s. It's the Signet Edition paperback, and uh, I'll put the ISBN in the show notes so that you can see it. Uh, online, but basically it's a, a well-worn, a yellowed paperback copy. I just love that, um, kind of a book nerd, and so having an old copy is something that actually gives me a lot of joy. In this in this edition, there's 1,084 pages, and uh, I'm already more than halfway into podcast number one, 
and I have not even gotten to the first page. And the whole idea of this podcast is that I am going to not, like, read the book aloud. That would be a whole different kind of podcast. But basically do a close reading, like really getting into what were the reasons behind what happened on a particular page. And it's not going to go single page by single page. There's going to be some variation. Sometimes I'll just go a whole chapter at a time. Also, those of you that are familiar with Atlas Shrugged, you know that there's some real gems in there, like Francisco Daconia's speech about uh, how money is the root of all good, and then the anecdote about the downfall of the 20th century motor company, you know, those appear very late in the book, and at this rate, it would be like 500 episodes or something before I got there. So occasionally, I'll just flash forward and jump to some of those really great gems in the book so that uh, people don't feel like, oh my gosh, um, they're never going to get there. But let's start out with the beginning, which opens up with a part. There's three parts to the book. They are all uh, named after the three core tenets of logic as explicated by Aristotle. Ayn Rand was big time into classical logic, uh, Western classical logic, and so, uh, non-contradiction, the first of Aristotle's three main categories of logic. Non-contradiction is the name of part one. And non-contradiction is the principle in logic that if you've got a contradiction, it means that there is a mutual exclusivity of the contradictory propositions. So it's kind of an overcomplicated way of saying that the meaning of contradiction is that the two things that are contradictory, they cannot be the same. And this sounds like common sense. However, a lot of logicians over time have pointed out that, in fact, this is actually not provable. That's a whole different kind of rabbit hole to get into, which I'm not going to get into because I'm really not qualified to go that deep into the intricacies of logic. But basically, the point here is that Ayn Rand is directing the reader toward these ideas of Aristotle, the major categories of logic. It's a super big deal for Ayn Rand to be able to ground her ideas in what she is always going to assert is solid and irrefutable logic. There's an anecdote about Ayn Rand that whenever she met someone new, she would always say to them, what are your premises? Instead of saying something like, who are you? What do you do? No, if you were being introduced to Ayn Rand, the first thing that she would say to you is, what are your premises? So she was really, really into logic. And for someone who is so into logic, well, it's going to be interesting to see that person attempt to go deep 
into human behavior. And that's a lot of what's intriguing about Atlas Shrugged. A tension between just the act of writing fiction, which is hmm, maybe something that's not quite a logic-based endeavor, and then a dedication to some kind of purity of logic. That kind of tension, is it a contradiction? Well, anyway, it's a tension. That kind of tension is something that will be fun to track as we go through and think about the ideas in Atlas Shrugged. Chapter one is titled The Theme. And when we get to the end of talking about chapter one, I'll come back and discuss, well, why would the chapter be called The Theme? But I just, for this first podcast, want to really dig in to the first line, the first sentence of Atlas Shrugged. It appears in quotations, and it is the simple question, who is John Galt? Who is John Galt? And this here is sort of a a, a mantra that you, you hear in Atlas Shrugged for... Uh, basically the whole book, and it's got kind of an interesting association with it within the novel itself, because sometimes you're just screaming, like, okay, who is John Galt? Like, who is this person, John Galt, and when are we going to find out the answer to this? So as a reader, it's like rattling around in your brain all the time, but then within the society, within the imaginary world in which Atlas Shrugged takes place, it's it's morphed. It's morphed into some kind of uh, proverbial saying, something to express, ah, everything's just fallen apart. You know, if I'm down and out and I'm just kind of looking at the world and it's all just kind of crappy, something to say is, well, who is John Galt? And so that's the sense in which Ayn Rand is presenting the initial question there within the world But of course, the answer to the question is the whole book. The whole book is an attempt to explain the ideals of this person, John Galt, and just how those ideals are what the world needs, (laughs) what every human being needs. And then eventually, the protagonist of the book, a different person, Dagny Taggart, what she needs is to be like John Galt. And if we all just were like John Galt, then everything would be okay, and we would reach new heights as humans. That's the opening salvo of Atlas Shrugged, and it resonates with fans of Atlas Shrugged. Just a couple months ago, I got my flu shot at a national pharmacy chain, and the person, the pharmacist who gave me my flu shot had a tattoo on the inside of his wrist. And the tattoo was the question, who is John Galt? And I wanted to start a conversation with this person, but the particular social situation, it just wasn't going to work out. Like The person seemed rushed, and so I didn't. But This is something that is so alive out there that even the pharmacist who gives you your vaccine 
can have it written on their wrist. And this was not an old person. This is someone who is probably in their 30s. So that's the first line and a little bit of digging into the first line of Atlas Shrugged. And that's kind of all the time we have for this particular podcast episode. Hopefully, I'll get further along than just one more sentence in episode number two of this podcast. Thank you for listening. Once again, my name is Jonathan Seyfried, and this is A Socialist Reads Atlas Shrugged.